buying or selling a home in 2022 is looking a lot different than in 2021, but what's causing this shift and how does it compare to what's happening here in Northwest Arkansas? We're asking an expert those questions today on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Hello and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment. This is episode 121. This is Matt Walters. Today I'm here with David Lee and a special guest. And we're taking a step back and focusing on the housing market. Today we're joined with a local expert, Chad Beebe of Wykert Real Estate. Um, welcome, Chad. Glad to have you on the podcast. Good to be here. Yeah, this is a second time? Second time, yeah. We've is this our first time, before. second time guest? I don't know if we've had Yeah, before. you're our first, second time first, guest, second. Chad. Congratulations. Trying to do yeah. the math on this, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've never had anyone on twice, I don't think, so that's, okay. a, that's a big Good. deal. Um, but you were just recently featured on the series Designing Spaces, which airs on Lifetime TV. Tell us a little bit about that experience. So uh, our brokerage came to us and asked if you had any interesting real estate uh, transactions. And this one mostly occurred in 2022. So it was just a really recent uh, transaction. But we actually had a seller who we were able to get his house under contract in the kind of Tawny Town area. And and get him delayed occupancy it was at the height of the real estate market um, had some acreage with it desirable stuff and <clears throat> we were able to put his house under contract get him 90 days delayed occupancy after closing he actually bought a second house did a little bit of remodel stuff on it it had a pool and he decided that he did not want to be in that house so we resold that house to another buyer he made money on the deal and we got him into another house and multiple offers within wow. the 90 days within the 90 days wow. and he only moved once so they oh, thought wow. that was pretty interesting yeah that's yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool i yeah. thought it was cool because the house that you're talking is right down the road it's, from us yeah and you I, pass I, it every day i was telling yeah. Haley about i was like you know chad and bonnie were on tv with the house that's like right down the street with that house. i didn't know that yeah. part it's just right down the street yeah it's like that's right cool down the road it's basically us. in between my house and matt's house wow yeah, yeah. that's cool mm -hmm. yeah very cool well, what did you learn anything about uh, television or being on TV? That you so that is extremely nerve wracking. This is not so bad, not but that, I mean, they're like kind of putting makeup, makeup on your on face you and, and yeah, you look shiny. I was like, I have a huge forehead, so, <laughs> and it shines, yeah, so anyway, you know, but uh, it was just an uh, interesting process. Took literally all day to get five minutes or 10 minutes of footage wow. you know it's just a long time lots of hurry up and wait yeah you know? yeah yeah so let's let's turn to the topic that people are really starting to ask about or get concerned maybe even with a little bit the housing market we had skyrocketing prices last year making it difficult for buyers especially first-time buyers right so if you didn't own anything things have changed drastically since the start of 2022 and according to zillow co-founder spencer raskoff there are several factors complicating things take a listen housing is very weak 
that's to be expected. The Fed wants this when they raised rates from, you know, or when mortgage rates went from 3% up to the mid sixes on their way to the mid sevens. This is what you'd expect would happen. And it is absolutely happening. So housing is slowing rapidly. Uh, however, homes are still selling pretty quickly. And this is a bit of a mind bender. I think some people have a hard time wrapping their mind around. The reason for this is there's very limited inventory because of mortgage rate lock-in. So if you bought your home two years ago, four years ago, 10 years ago, you probably have a two, three, 4% mortgage. And it's very difficult for you to list your home now and buy at a six or 7% mortgage. So there are very few sales. There's not much inventory. Those homes are selling quickly, but the median home value is probably declining in lots of parts of the country. So the landscape has changed dramatically over the last year. Home prices are cooling. 30-year mortgage rates have topped 7%. So what, Chad, what are you and Bonnie, what are you guys seeing here specific with Northwest Arkansas? So Northwest Arkansas has always been a little bit more insulated than other areas of the country. We see more drastic moves, you know, in a housing downturn or uh, those sorts of things. What's hard news for most people is that it's still a pretty drastic seller's market in Northwest Arkansas. Sellers are still getting very close to list. I mean, we're seeing 98, 99% list to sell ratio. That's wow. huge, yeah. you know? So they're getting very close to list price. Um, but the things that are happening now, it, it basically looks like it looked four years ago before all this madness started, you know, where you actually have to pay attention to the appraisal. People aren't coming in with 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 we've seen over appraisal. They're coming in with more reasonable offers. And when the appraisal comes in, we're renegotiating a lot of times. You have to pay attention to the property inspection. So they want things fixed. They want the house to be in good shape. So a lot of that stuff is happening uh, as well. So it just looks different than it did even six months ago. I mean, six months ago, I've, described a transaction yeah. that was insane, you know? Yeah. And, and so, um, but still yet when the house is right, when it's clean, when it's got, uh, the, the correct updates and, and I can't stress cleanliness enough. That's a huge thing, but when it has all the right updates and it, when, when it's listed at the correct price, we're still seeing multiple offers. We had a multiple offers on a $300,000 house in Lowell just a month ago. So, and, and interest rate was in, in the sixes, you know? So it's not, it's not wildly different. It's just the sellers need to be educated on what they're doing. But what it's done is made it easier for the buyers too, because they're not having to show up like a first time home buyer doesn't have to show up with $10,000 extra cash to pay over appraisal, you know, to guarantee uh, the sale price uh, despite the appraisal. And so, uh, they're able to get sellers to pay some of their closing costs. We're seeing that come back. That was something that we, yeah. we didn't see that for two solid years. Nobody ever, you know, it just never happened. And so now we're seeing those things happen again. That's interesting. Thanks for sharing that data. Sure. So let's uh, pivot and talk about, you know, how do you see things trending or how do you see the, the few, I'm asking you look at your crystal ball like uh, yeah. like our clients always want us to look at the crystal ball when right. it comes to the market so just if you look us. in your your crystal ball what is your crystal ball telling you about the future of the market we'll talk more about um you know home builder sentiment and stuff like that but i just want to get your sense of on the future here in northwest arkansas and also nationally if you can so i think in northwest arkansas you know we've got that insulation just because of the employers that we have here employers, vendors, Walmart, JB, all these companies have people moving in and moving out. 
no matter what. Yeah. You, you just see a constant move. You see reassignments and those sorts of things. So we've got a, a, a pretty steady market here for that. I'm not saying the bottom can't fall out. It did. You know, it, it's done it before. I just don't see that happening. And a lot of buyers come to us and they're like, okay, I'm ready to buy. I want to get like a super deal um, because that bubble popped, didn't it? And then we'll say, well, not really. the bubble not so popped, but I don't think it was the bubble you thought it was. So the bubble that actually popped is 20% year over year gains on your yes, real estate. Right. That bubble has popped. That ship has sailed. Yeah. We're not going to see that for a while. And it wasn't sustainable anyway. And any professional right. worth their salt was saying that was not sustainable. Right. So you'll see, you might see a flat year on real estate. You mm -hmm. know, you might see no gains for a year uh, at some point in here. But right now we're still seeing gains. Yeah. You know, we're still seeing six, seven, eight percent. I mean, those are reasonable gains on yeah. anything. You know, <laughs> you know? I, I saw uh, an, a TV interview here on one of our local channels. I can't remember which one that was uh, talking about how, you know, if there was a bubble that popped, so to speak, uh, that you were referencing, it's not so much that the bubble has popped like in real estate values have gone down. It's just that we've, we're seeing um, a better balance of supply versus demand, right? Yeah, for, for a long time there during the big, whatever you want to call it, bubble, whatever you want to call it, for a long time, you had way more demand than you had supply, right? And that's why it was just a, you know, you were having 100 offers on every house for sale or whatever. That that has come down a bit, correct? Right. Well, there's a phenomenon there where I would show the same house to four or five different buyers. You right. know, every time a house came on market, we're all like racing like the yeah. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome and the Road Warriors, <laughs> like to this house. Like we got to get in there and see it and get our offer in. And, right. you know, it's it was just crazy. But right. now, um, you know, the the interest rate has a lot of buyers sidelined. Right. They're still there. There's yeah, demand there. Still there. Yeah. It's like pent up demand. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing. I've never yeah. seen this before. Yeah. But they're kind of sidelined waiting to see what happens. Um, you know, and then sellers, the, the, the houses are staying. We can look at this days on market is a thing, you know, I mean, it's going up a little bit. Used to you, every house sold in 30 days, you know, and that's, we put it on the market. It goes under contract. We're holding it on, uh, on market for three days artificially just to get a few showings, garner some interest, get 12 offers. It's under contract for, you know, 30 days and closes at the title company. And we're seeing 35 day totals on these houses days on market. Now we're seeing 70, yeah. 80 days on market. You know, yeah. we're seeing things come back on market. And that list to sale ratio I gave you, the, the, the MLS or our system doesn't always track that that well because it doesn't take into account price reductions, but we're seeing those. I see them come across my desk all day. So somebody can list their house at 550. Oh, I hope to get that. That's great. But now it's coming down to 525. Then you see it come down to 500. Now it's in the right price range, probably where their realtor asked them to list it in the first place. And it, and it goes under contract. So that's the future that I see is just a more realistic, more balanced market. It's actually every market's good for somebody. Yeah. Right. That's right. So, sure. so we're seeing uh, the market balance a little more towards buyers, but for a while there sellers held yeah. too many cards. Yeah. Well, that's and right. I think w with what happened with COVID, you could look at this from, you know, public markets, the stock market, real estate market. I mean, with what happened with COVID, everything was so not normal yeah. for yeah. a two year period that, 
you know, I think there's a lot of just like normalization, yeah. you know, things normalizing like and it and it is some bu- there are some bubbles, right? Like meme stocks we've talked about and things that bubbles that needed to pop. Yeah. But it also doesn't mean the housing market's about to crash. Right. It just means that like, hey, we're back to where we're we were two years be- before things went absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Right. right. And right. it's yeah. like that's probably a healthy thing. Yeah. In it a lot is of a ways. It just thing. feels different because things were so crazy good for two years. Yeah. And you just kind of, I think everybody gets used to that. And so. You know, I think people are looking for that 2008-esque right. uh, crash. But we got to think of the things that contributed to that and most of it was like and i'm not picking on bankers but it was bad lending practices that led to insolvent loans you know and that's really what what mostly happened there yes the the money over appraisal and I, i think everybody had parts to play in that but in the end COVID actually tightened lender requirements in a lot of places so you, you know you couldn't walk in with a 600 credit score and buy a house it needed to be at least 640 and your debt to income ratio couldn't be over 50%. It really needed to be like 40%. So, you know, you, you got to look at those things and say, well, the people that have the loans now can afford them. Yeah. So we're not seeing those. Now, the one little thing that I think we will see, you ask for a crystal ball moment here. And so there were lots of COVID deferments on payments and we're seeing a few foreclosures based yeah. on those. And I usually, I'm not trying to be, political but when the government gets involved and does something like that you know it puts people behind the eight ball and so these people now they've got an fha you know loan on the end of their loan that causes their payment to go up they're not used to paying their payment and all of a sudden they've got to pay it again right and their house goes into foreclosure so we're seeing a few of those and i think those are out there to be had you know for if if you want to pick up a house for less money yeah Yeah, and if you look at, you're comparing it, you know, if if we're comparing this, like I was just talking about, year over year, two years ago, you know, historically low unemployment, historically low interest rates, right? Like, those things aren't normal. Mm -mm. Like, we were well above average in a lot of ways. And so, you know, I think your point is more, like, a 2008-type housing crash doesn't need to happen. No. And it's not something that we need to, like, necessarily be sitting here waiting for. Right. Um, now, I, anything's I, possible. I, yeah, anything's possible. And I think the same thing, frankly, applies to the stock market. You know, right. every, I think that's a big part of what we're seeing among our clients right now is this, I would call it almost irrational fear of what's happening in the market right now. And I think it's, you know, I, I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're looking at 2008 type scenarios in the market, just like you're not seeing 2008 type scenarios in the real estate market. That's Both right. Are true. So we're hearing more concerns across the country from potential first-time homeowners who feel like they can't catch a break into the market. And last week, CBS News was reporting that the dwindling amount of starter homes may play a larger role. Take a listen. And in recent years, small and affordable houses have all but disappeared, really, from the market. They're just not affordable. Right. (laughs) Uh, And the New York Times reports that only about 8% of new single-family homes today or 1,400 square feet or less. In the 1940s, that number was nearly 70%, 70% to 8%. Chad, obviously it's been tough for first-time homebuyers, right? The last couple of years, yeah. they're trying to buy at like all-time highs in terms of the, the price of the home. Sure. Now they're dealing with higher rates than we've seen in a very, very long time, with homes still at a pretty high level from a value perspective. So what is your advice to someone who's 
you know, not selling an existing home who's participated in part of that appreciation, and they're just trying to get their foot in the door for the very first time. So we're talking basically somebody coming in and I'm getting my first loan. We, we recommend, you know, uh, FHA loans are able to get accepted now. You know, for a while there, they wouldn't take anything that was outside a conventional loan because no seller wanted the added headache. So VA buyers, FHA buyers, RD buyers, that's a USDA program that helps right. people buy around the outer skirts of, of major cities. Uh, a lot of those loans were not getting accepted just because there's a few added headaches to the loan process and added inspection in the appraisal for livability standards. So some of that stuff wasn't happening. So we're able to get those low lowered interest rate, low to no money down loans accepted by sellers now. And the other thing is, is we're able to get sellers to pay part of the buyer's closing costs. And another thing, if you're talking about rate, in some cases, we can up that contribution from the seller. So say they've got their house listed for 300,000, they'd actually sell it for 285. Maybe they would submit $15,000 towards the buyer's closing costs and we could use $7,000 of that to buy down the rate because you can do that with the mm -hmm. bank. You know, yeah. so all of a sudden their 7% FHA rate goes down to six and a quarter and that doesn't sound like a lot but it's that massive yes, in your payment over time for yeah sure. massive in your payment i mean and that's what most people are looking at is what can i afford on a that's monthly true. basis you yeah. know um so it's and and over time it's it's huge so those are the things that we're seeing it actually makes it easier for buyers we're actually experiencing it you know buyers that we've been working with for years trying to get them a house uh, it's easier for them to buy and we're getting them under contract now in that 200 to $300,000 range. The hardest part about it, and just like that article just spoke, is there really isn't anything out there under $200,000 and really the, the choices that you have at $200,000, the market's good. still hot there. Yeah. They're not good. And a builder, when they come in, they're paying 70,000, 60, 70,000 for that lot. So they don't want to build a 1,400 yeah. square foot home on it. Yeah. They want to build a 2,500 square foot home and yeah. sell it for 500. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the problem that we're seeing. And that kind of speaks to builder sentiment, you know, and, and what they're seeing out there. And theirs is a little bit longer play. I mean, I, I enter a relationship with somebody and I'm usually done in like 60 days. You know what I mean? We're, we look for a house, we buy one, we take a 30 day close on it and and move on, you know, or, or I'm with a seller for about that long. It's pretty quick, but a builder has to like go in, look at this plot of land, decide what it's going to cost them to build on it. And, you know, due to delays, there's still supply chain issues mm -hmm. out there. Windows yeah. are still hard to get. There's a lot of things out there. Um, it may take a year. And so a particular circumstance that we have now is we have buyers that have been under contract with a builder for a year. They're supposed to start their house this month and because of the rising interest rate we're like trying to wonder are these buyers still qualified to buy this house yeah yeah you know and it's probably going to be six more months before that house is actually built so yeah. the builders are getting a little gun shy yeah you know uh, yeah, about building sense. those things which is it which real quick i was just gonna say which based on everything i hear you know we already have an inventory problem Huge inventory. So if you problem. don't if you don't have the incentive for the builders to get out there and build and throw them up as quick as possible, I mean, is that going to be a is that going to be an issue kind of that compounds on top of itself? You think and gets worse or?
Well, you've got that sideline uh, uh, demand sitting there, and the supply is still short. So, and it's not getting any better right now. Yeah. So I think it is. It's so what does that do worse. to the rental market? Uh, so rents we, we are a lot through of, the roof. Yeah, exactly. We have a lot of clients who, you know, like to invest in real estate for a portion of their portfolio, which we think makes a ton of sense that we recommend a lot of times. So, yeah, I would think uh, if you're a landlord, if you own a real rental property, that's got to be a good investment right now. Yeah, I and Bonnie and I do that, you mm-hmm. know, and we and people ask, are you buying with the interest rate like this? Are you buying with the prices like this? And the answer is, are. I mean, I just bought one last year in mm-hmm. November right over here, two blocks away. And the rents on it for a 1700 square foot house in Bentonville, I think we have it rented for $2,300. I mean, that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's a good return and it builds equity like crazy. Bought a duplex a couple um, months later in East Fayetteville and the rents are good on it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I am buying, you know, and that's what people want to see for verification. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. And we're looking for other houses right now, even with rates high, because we could we could refinance later when they get back under control. And a lot yeah. of the crystal ball stuff that you're asking is like, I think we have to wait and see what the Fed's moves yes. do to inflation yep. you know at some point they're going to stop sacrificing the housing market yeah <laughs> you know yeah. because they you know it, that's not good well know, from it, an investor's in perspective you know if you've got higher interest rate right that's just adding to the cost of your payment every month but if rent's strong yeah that's right right i mean it yeah. could easily justify itself as support itself if if now if you have weak rent rental rates right, right. then it becomes difficult but if rents are at all-time highs then two or three extra percent on the rate, like it could still be a phenomenal investment. And so it's a little different maybe than a personal property when you're just looking at like, what's my income, Sure. right? Because you've got a lot of people don't have direct control of, well, I can increase my income by 20% next year. Like, so, um, but from an investment standpoint, I think, you know, still it's, but what I hear a lot of is like, well, where I can't find anything to buy. So it goes back to the inventory problem. Like a lot of people aren't looking to buy a $700,000 rental property, right? They're looking for a <laughs> yeah. 200, 250,000. Exactly. And yeah. you just talk through how, how hard it is to find <laughs> is. those places. And, and that's kind of the deal is like, I get a lot of people that say, I want to buy me a little rent house. I've got a $150,000 budget. We could do that four years ago. We can't do it now. Yeah. I can't find it for you unless you want to put another 40 or $50,000 into it. And I'm all game for that, but not everybody is. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So it's just, it depends on what you want to do. We can find stuff that works, though. And the rents are high, and I think they do justify investing. Yeah. David, any last questions or no, parting um, words? Just how would people get in touch with you, Chad? What's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they have real estate questions? Sure. You can call me anytime on my cell phone, 479-799-0252. We've got a website. We're all over Zillow. I mean, my my number's literally all over the internet, so it's not going to be hard to, to get Chad a BB hold of me. with Weikert, right? Yeah. Weikert Realty. Weikert yeah. Realtors, the BB yeah. Group. Yeah. The BB Group yeah. with Weikert Prefers Realtors. calls between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m. <laughs> that's where they most, that's when most that's of them come in, like. really. Yeah. I get yeah. a lot of that. People yeah. looking around for houses in the middle of the night, laying in bed, and they yeah. like... Shoot you a text. Hey, Chad, I what get them. Yeah. Like crazy. No, but I... Um, I do want to, uh, you know, kind of plug Chad for just a bit here. I've known Chad and his family since, gosh, since I was in first grade, probably 40 years. something like that. Yeah, yeah a long time, about 40 years. 
Um, so uh, comes from a great family. Chad's a great man, and he and his wife, Bonnie, make a great team. So if you need help with real estate, they're they're one of the teams that I would call in the area for Come sure. On. Yeah, for sure. They've helped us buy our two houses here. Yeah. Just helped yeah. my brother-in-law and his wife buy their first home here in Northwest Arkansas. So, yeah, they do a great job. So, Chad, we appreciate you being here. And uh, maybe, you'll, maybe you'll be the first person we have on for a third time. <laughs> I can we'll come see. back next week and yeah. we can do this again. <laughs> There's <laughs> more to talk about. Everybody yeah, likes to right. talk about real estate. That is so right. true. That's Everyone true. likes talking about real estate. So, All right. As always, we want to end with a thought of the day. Today's comes from Mark Twain. I like this one. It's short and sweet. It says, buy land. They're not making any more of it. So um, hope you guys are having a great day. As always, we appreciate you listening to the podcast, and we look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak to your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit Mach1Financial.com slash disclosures.